0: For you, listeners of Setting the Edge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Justice can attest to it. After his wife left him for the 50th time, he was six years old with two 45-year-old sons that constantly bullied him. Audible helped find him, help him find purpose in life as he downloaded the Al Davis biography on Audible and used it to help him motivate himself and make a better life for himself and his large adult sons. And he used it to motivate himself to find a job to pay the alimony payments. Really, Audible is the best. So once again, it's audibletrial.com slash edge. That's audibletrial.com slash edge. Help Justice feed his family.
1: Welcome to episode 52 of the Setting the Edge podcast. I'm Justin Moskater. You can find me on Twitter at J-U-M-O-S-Q. I'm here with Carlos McDonald. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Say what's up to the people, Charles.
0: What's up to the good people of Twitter.com, iTunes.com, Facebook.com, Instagram.com, wherever you're listening to this. Well, not Instagram, because we don't have an Instagram account for this. But uh, yeah, we're back with our week five gambling picks, which is kind of crazy that we're already at week five in the season. But uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We, we can kind of touch on some of these games that happen on Sunday as we run through these picks. But uh Let's just dive right in. So we have our Thursday night game. Uh tomorrow the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are hosting the New England Patriots. The Patriots are a 5.5 road favorite on Thursday night. Uh I don't know if, if, when like we you've run the uh numbers for the update our season uh week-to-week tracker of like how well teams are doing in different pass and run categories and the Patriots they have one of the worst past defenses in the league i think they have the worst past defense in the league and i don't know just with all these weapons on the road on the short week i I feel like mike evans deshaun jackson and you're gonna get doug martin back from suspension i feel like that's enough to to at least cover the spread
1: okay my guy no probably not that that that's my take real quick like this is the patriots bro like so tom brady after a loss on the road 20-3 20 and three against the spread, 20 and three. Like this is the safest bet that you could ever make, and we've been given the privilege to make this bet twice already this year. Like there's no way. I, the one thing that I will say, like Mike Evans, if you're like a DFS guy, like Mike Evans share has got to be through like the roof or f- something for you not to take him. Because if you watch that that Carolina New England game, oh it's, not like they're, it's not like their it's not like the cornerbacks were really like just like getting torched and it was just completely busted coverage it's just they're throwing to the big bodies and they can't deal with it out at all like yeah that's what i they, noticed
0: when i was watching the panthers game is it, like Funches and benjamin they weren't even getting any separation they were just like out muscling dudes at the catch point every single time
1: yeah it was it was disgusting and like the patriots didn't get i think uh i was i was looking at it and obviously there were like I don't need coverage pressures. I don't think that's a term for it, but I think like in the first three seconds of a play, I saw two times when, when the Patriots were able to get pressure on Cam Newton in the first three seconds of a play, the entire game, uh, one of them ended up being called back for like holding or something. So they really got like one good shot on Cam Newton early on in the play. Like, oh God. Oh, sorry. What oh just happened?
0: I, sorry. I, I was watching the baseball game and this dude just got hit in the nuts with a pitch.
1: Oh, my God. That's what he gets for playing baseball. Um, here's the other you, thing. Yeah. New England Patriots, if they end up going 2-3, and three, that they're basically out of the playoffs. It's 22% since 1995 of teams that go 2-3 and three make the playoffs. Like, we really think – you were talking about them going
0: 16-0. Yeah, and uh, now I'm, I'm fickle as hell week to week. I don't believe in that team anymore. So uh, put me down for Tampa Bay – 5.5 5.
1: I, I think the, Tam- f- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have one sack on the season
0: yeah that's right uh I'm predicting- NFL, NFL
1: worst by far that's fine I'm predicting
0: uh <laughs> there's no logic behind this at all but uh I just feel like 5.5 5 on the like at home on a
1: short week and I, I, Is I think- there, okay hold up what, on a short week that that matters for coaching right like what? What you trust Tampa Bay's Tampa Bay staff more than Bill Belichick on a short week? I don't know
0: how much I trust Matt Patricia right now.
1: That's fine. Tom Tom Brady's the best quarterback in the league right now. So what? Like it's it's Tom Brady Kareem Hunt. He's gonna get dysentery gonna
0: from that Tampa Bay weather. You heard it here first.
1: All right. This this is what look. I was telling Chuck about this before we went on. I want to see if he can beat me more than one time. In the entire season, in these <laughs> game picks, and it's gonna come like this week for sure is gonna come down to this damn New England game. There's no doubt in my mind they're gonna cover. All right, second game: Arizona at Philadelphia. Philadelphia, like, all right. So one, the Arizona Cardinals, I think right now still have as good of odds as the Los Angeles Rams to win the NFC West. Which one? That's fucking wrong. Um, but it seems like they're trusting the Eagles because the Eagles are six and a half point favorites right now. What way are you leaning on this one?
0: Um, I, I I think I I think I just like the the Eagles to just cover straight up, honestly. Do because
1: that's the one thing is like, I don't trust this Eagles team to like to they're win good. by a full touchdown.
0: They're good outside they're, of quarterback.
1: Yeah, but the Cardinals actually have a decent defense, which is the issue. But the problem is the Cardinals like their offense is fucking horrible. So in terms of NEA value, passing offense is twenty six in the league. Um. You look at their run game. No team has abandoned the run game as much as the Arizona Cardinals, so they're forced into throwing, even though they have a horrible passing offense. And then when they do run, they have the worst yards per carry on on positive um, positive runs in the league. So like this team overall, just like the most disgusting offense in the league. It gives it gives the Cleveland Browns a run for its money. Um, I just honestly don't trust the Eagles to cover by a full touchdown. Yeah,
0: I'm, that's my I'm only. I'm gonna yeah. take the. See, I think if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna be the Cardinals and you're going to let Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and Tim Jernigan and Derek Burnett and Chris Long pin their ears back against that awful awful offensive line, I'm gonna take my chances there. Philadelphia, my six point five is gonna be my pick. Uh, the next pick is a line that if I I think I'm reading this right, but the the Bills are they favored? At Cincinnati or Cincinnati favorite at home? No, they're girls?
1: the the. <laughs> you can't even keep your eyes straight for this. Uh, Cincinnati is a three point favorite at home, which is fucking crazy because the Bills are four zero against the spread right now, and they just beat Atlanta.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking because I, I remember I, I think you put it in one of our group chats today that the the Bills were underdogs against the Bengals, and I don't know. This seems like just one of those fishy lines. Like I remember last year when uh when the Falcons went to Philadelphia and the Eagles were like one point favorites or two point favorites, even though the Falcons had a much better record and they just kind of bullied them and, and beat the hell out of them at home. But I just, I don't trust that this Bengals team in the same way I trust that Eagles team. But that line is really weird, but I mean, there's no reason not to take Buffalo in this point no against the spread. They, they just came off a
1: big win against Atlanta, uh, and best it. defense in the league. Yeah, like Best defense in the league. I think part of it might be, um, you know, Cincinnati in the last two weeks, they've kind of put up some numbers on the offensive side of the ball, if nothing else. Uh, but it's kind of like paper tiger numbers. Like, if you watch that Cincinnati-Cleveland game. We've talked about it. Terrible. Um, terrible game. You should not go watch it. But, Andy Dalton put up enough numbers that right now, if you look at like quarterback rating, I want to say. I know he is for NEA. I don't know about quarterback rating, actually. He's probably a top-10 quarterback in the league right now, but those numbers are inflated because he just came off of a game with Cleveland Browns. Um, but if you watch that game, I mean, there were times on those RPOs – because here's the thing about RPOs. RPOs are cool and all, but if if that cornerback bites on that slant route – then that thing is going to the house. Because oh, you really yeah. have, like, the offensive line is run blocking. Like, it's not really, like, you can't start a scramble drill. Like, it's going to get called back. You know what I mean? So if you get a pre-snap look and you have to throw that slant and then that cornerback bites that slant, it's RIP for you. And I think the Cleveland Browns dropped two of those. So, like, that stuff's on film already. And, like, Bill Lazor, he's in his, what, second or third game? as Or se- second or first? a uh, Second or third game as the offensive coordinator there in Cincinnati. So it's, like, how, how much can you teach these guys week to week? I don't know, man, and, and you're going against, you know, you're you're playing like mind games against yourself while you're going against the, the Buffalo Bills. So I don't, I don't know. know. This like this team, these teams are not even on an even. These teams are not even on an even playing field. You know what I mean? Like Buffalo clearly is the better team. I think Cle- like Buffalo honestly is probably a top five team in the league.
0: Yeah, and just like, even if you go back and watch that the the Bengals Browns game, Andy Dalton he had a touchdown pass to uh, Giovanni Bernard where the Browns, like, they had they had a six-man blitz, and the Bengals just ran a screen right behind it, and G. Bunny Bernard took it to the house untouched for, like, 70 yards. So that output was more Browns incompetence than, like, Andy Dalton being anything special. So I, I think he comes back to earth this week. I think that the, uh, the Bills' defensive line just absolutely eats the, the Bengals' offensive line alive. So, yeah, I'm in on Buffalo plus three.
1: All right, uh, next game is Tennessee-Miami. Uh, there's no line on this because we don't know if Marcus Mariota is in fact not playing in this game. Uh, Miami's first home game of the year. Miami has gone from uh, what was it, New York or Los Angeles to New York to London to Miami, and then next week they play at Atlanta, coming off of a uh, with Atlanta coming off of a bye week. I re- honestly like. Do you want to talk about Tennessee or Miami at all? Because there's no line here. No. I see no reason other than like Jay Culler sucks and he obviously does he, not want to be a, there.
0: He's awful. I mean. That 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 game last week in London, that was just a complete embarrassment. Let's um, not spend any time talking about them.
1: Fair. All right, next game. Carolina at Detroit. Detroit is a two-point favorite. So Vegas is saying that on a neutral field, Carolina would be a slight favorite, but not enough to really impact this thing. Like, you're basically at, at two. It is effectively a pick So what, what do you think about this one? Carolina at Detroit.
0: Hmm.
1: It's kind of tough because I mean,
0: the Pan- the Panthers did look good last week, but obviously Detroit's uh defense is playing much better than the Patriots right now.
1: Mm. You know what, Anthony Anthony Zettel would be yeah. the best defensive lineman on the Patriots right now. Oh yeah, by like by far. So yeah, it's it's not a good situation. And like we always bring up those versus five hundred stats for like Matthew Stafford. One rest in peace to the Minnesota Vikings. Because they lost to Matthew Stafford, therefore they have to go less than 500 now for the rest of the year. I don't make the rules. Um, But Carolina, are they 500? Is it a 500 team? Could this team go seven or nine?
0: I mean, they're three and one right now, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I guess it would be hard to hit that number. What about seven and – or four and –
0: Eight? If they go four and eight the rest of the season, I mean, which would just be a colossal, colossal. Yeah, I, I kind of like, I kind of like this matchup for for Carolina at least how Cal Carolina's defense matches up against uh, Detroit's offense. Where I, I mean, I think you obviously have a tremendous advantage in the trenches. Quan Short and Star have been balling. Julius Peppers playing out of his mind right now for someone who's almost forty years old. I think he's like thirty eight or thirty nine years old right now. Uh, and then like if you're gonna just run those dink and dunk passes all day, Thomas Davis, Luke Keekly, Shaq Thompson, James Bradbury, like those are all guys that can make differences for that Carolina defense. I'm I'm a, I think I'm gonna go the opposite way with you. No real reason, just kind of gut pick and I wanted to go opposite of you so that we have more chances to uh so I have more chances to beat you actually. So I'm gonna yeah, do so, Carolina plus two.
1: I was gonna say, I was like this is like the we've had two Disagreements for like the first time since week one, and this is how you're gonna make up for uh, me for. Uh, yeah, this is probably how you're gonna make up for taking the Tampa Bay pick. Honestly, that's probably I'm probably mess, messing up by taking Detroit. Um, I just think that like that offensive line just kind of craps a bet every time they see pressure, and the New England Patriots just re- really have no pass defense. So my whole thing was just and like Detroit somehow. Detroit, I want to see how how high they rank in our. They're sixth in pass defense, which is fucking not something I would have expected coming into the year, considering the fact that this Detroit Lions team uh, had the record of completion percentage broken on them last year. So, yeah. so just a weird jump.
0: So, what is the. Uh, uh, so, let's move on to the next game. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are 8.5 favorites at home. What's the over under on this game?
1: I will check that out right now. Because uh, just
0: just looking at you know how both of these pass defenses have played this season. I mean, Jalen Ramsey and Bouye, we talked about them last week, but they're they're just completely dominant right now. Uh and then Pittsburgh pass defense, I don't think anyone's talking about it, but they've been uh they I mean, they've been really like hurting folks too. And I saw uh our pal Scott Kasmar uh tweeting today about how Pittsburgh's pass defense might be a little bit overrated because of who they've played and they've played uh right you know, they, they've played Cleveland, Minnesota with Case Keenum, Mike Lennon and Baltimore think, yeah and then Baltimore but it, it's not like Jacksonville's a huge step up from those guys so uh no. I, I think you you should still probably see that continue for another week and I, I think on the flip side the which how big Ben's playing i mean he's not even He's not even really balling at home right now, uh, so I, I kind of like if you can if you have the number for the under. Yeah, I do. So, so it's, how, it's so a, uh, let's forty-four. T- it's forty-four. I want to tease yeah. that to fifty, and then I'm going to pair that with the Jets with the Jets teaser, Jets plus seven at Cleveland.
1: All right, we'll get that right up. Uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Just because, I mean, this is one thing that we've talked about a bunch too where Pittsburgh just looks different at home than they do away. Against non-divisional opponents, they've won by by double digits 23 times under Roethlisberger. On the road, they've only done it 10 times. So they're literally you know, almost two and a half times more likely to do it at home than they are on the road. Um, and then it's just Blake, Blake Bortles going against the number one pass in football right now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I got on that one. Uh next game, like you said, New York Jets at Cleveland. Cleveland somehow is still a favorite in this game, even though they're like one and twenty-two in their last twenty-three games.
0: Yeah, they suck. Uh we we were talking about before we came on, but there's just some laughably bad things going wrong with that Cleveland pass offense. We were we were talking about how at least this is when I cut off the game, was when uh Kaiser took a sack when the Bengals were blitzing. Two safeties off the edge on the wide side of the field. So, I mean, you really have a long time to see those guys coming. We're not like a long time because it's just a few seconds, but relatively a long time to see those guys, guys coming. And just based on the math, if they're rushing six and you're throwing five out in, in you know, five five receivers out running routes, someone is open. Like, that's just, that's just common math. And if, if you can't even complete <laughs> that pass – I, I, I don't see how you can be favored in any game. Like, that pass offense is it's is not even real right now.
1: Yeah, and we were talking about how, like, it kind of looked like the Rams. Like, it's it's the same issue that the Rams had, where you can't win one-on-one battles with your receivers and your quarterback can't find them. So when you have that going on, then teams can do crazy shit, like sending two guys off and dropping four into coverage against five guys running routes. And you're not still – like, when you can't hit that, that's got to be absolutely demoralizing. And it's kind of the same thing that happened with the Rams last year when, when uh, Jerry Goff got sacked off of like a slot blitz from the wide side of the field by the New England Patriots. And then it was just kind of, that's a wrap. Like Arizona m- must have sent a blitz every single play when they played against the Rams. And that's why Todd Gurley ended up failing last year was because that stuff doesn't only affect the passing game, but run blitzes when you have a guy, linebackers are pinning their ears instead of having to read anything. That's incredibly important. Um, the Cleveland Browns are 5-15 and 15 against the spread, NFL worst. In the past two years, if you did you catch the Kenny Britt uh, interception? I did see that one.
0: I mean, he, he's just giving away points at this point. I think he might be point like, saving. He he
1: is he is, he is making he is making certain people in Vegas a lot of money, and they are people who are paying him. That's how, I, I will go on record and say that. So okay, so I got the Jets um, plus one. is basically a pick em, and then uh, you have under under fifty in Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and the Jets by seven in the T's
0: yep uh so the next game we have a battle of 2004 nfl draft class the uh a battle the, of 0 and 8 the yeah oh um, and eight uh yeah two just dreadful teams uh the los angeles chargers taking on the new york giants the giants are three and a half point favorites right now uh i, I i'm not I, I just don't know what there is to say about this game both of them are just atrocious like in terms of actually recapping the game from last week and pre- like previewing forward to this week Don't, I I wouldn't waste too much time on that they're both awful but in terms of gambling I think that I'm going to go with uh another teaser here with the uh Chargers plus 9.5 and the 49ers plus 8 against the uh against the uh Indianapolis Colts next week
1: Smart. I'm going to tease it too. I'm going to tease it with uh, that Eagles pick. Like I said, you could tease Eagles basically down to a pick Um Really, like, the Giants, people have been talking about the Giants offense, right? And fair, okay? I hate Eli too, so we're, we're on the same page on that one. Um, but if you look at their defense, their defense is probably, after after the New England Patriots, the New York Giants defense is probably the worst defense in the NFL based off, based off of our numbers. And, like, that's fucking surprising until you look at you you've talked about using the uh what is it pro football reference like gameplay finder thing yeah. where like you could see where like teams are getting sacks a lot of a lot of why we think the giants are a good defense is because they were able to build the lead early and then just keep the lead on the defensive side of the ball it's a lot easier to do that like, it's a lot easier to play defense when you have one-sided, but playing from behind, they're totally different, especially when you're wearing down your defensive line like they are. Like, they're basically playing their defensive line in 90% of the snaps, which is fucking ridiculous for a defensive lineman. Like, you just do not do that at the NFL level. Um, so I, I just don't think, like, three and a half, I mean, obviously they're both 0-4 teams. Neither of these teams are good, but um, I just think, like, the Chargers should probably be favored on a neutral field just because Phillip Rivers is just vastly outplaying Eli Manning right now. So... Uh, getting at nine and a half, I, I feel good about that on the road. I don't think the Giants are going to beat this team by 10 points. I think I want to say last year they won one, maybe two games during their playoff run. One, maybe two games by multiple scores. I don't think it's going to happen this week.
0: Nope. Uh, so let's move on to the next game. The San Francisco 49ers at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are a two-point favorite. I already made my pick. Uh, I'm teasing that to uh, 49ers plus eight with the Chargers game. So... Uh, why don't you talk about are you are taking San Francisco plus two outside of Indianapolis just not being any good?
1: Well, that that is my reasoning, is that <laughs> Indianapolis isn't any good. Uh, we, we've seen them against Indian, or against uh, Arizona and Seattle, two different teams that I'm not sure are better than San Francisco 49ers. I mean, San Francisco went toe-to-toe with Seattle before. Um, the Colts just were not able to f- figure it out for an entire game. They were able to figure it out for a half, but not an entire game against both of those teams, so... I figure, you know, 50/50 shot, two points. I mean, might as well. Um, I just do not this this Indianapolis team is bad and I don't see any reason why Andrew Luck needs to play this season at all.
0: No, but I mean, it sounds like they're going to put him in whenever he's ready. So hopefully he doesn't die. Which,
1: which is which is stupid. I mean, like why why would you like we saw we've seen how Cam Newton reacts, right? When he when he's getting hit too much and he's injured and he's playing through that injury um He threw, what, two passes in the preseason? Joe Flacco was held out at the beginning of it, out of the preseason, too. Um, Just don't rush these guys. Like, for why are you. Like, let Jacoby Brissett take all those hits that Seattle was throwing out on what was Sunday night. Like, there's no reason for Andrew Luck to get hit like that just so you can go 500 and maybe have a shot at the NFC, at the uh, AFC South.
0: Yeah, and the thing with, like, Brissett is if he puts together, like, let's say you just benched. you bench Luck for the rest of the year, put him on an IR, and Brissett plays, like, five above average games. Like, now you have a trade chip. So, like, I, 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 I think you just got to ride out the season and see what kind of value you can build up in Brissett. flip him for some picks or a pick next offseason, then just trade down as far as you can from, like, the number one, number two pick, because that's where they're going to be selecting.
1: Yeah, he's, like, I can see the Mary Kay Cabot Uh, rumors starting up already. It's like just one other former New England Patriots quarterback that we could link to Cleveland Browns trade rumors. Yep. Uh,
0: So I think think we pretty much covered this one. Uh, The next game is Baltimore Ravens at the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders are a 2.5-point favorite at home. What the hell?
1: (laughs) E.J. Manuel and Joe Flacco, as God intended.
0: Yeah, I, I see you have this down to your stay away game. I'm I'm going to stay away from this game in every sense of the word. Do not watch this game. I mean it's it's gonna be a huge eyesore. You know what's kinda of interesting is that Oakland's offensive line has not been that great this year, I feel like.
1: Uh Pro Football Focus had them as the number one pass blocking team. But I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't they they haven't looked necessarily bad outside of Melanie Watson, who obviously is fucking horrible.
0: Yeah, they have. I mean, in, in terms of tackle for loss value, they're twenty fifth in the league right now.
1: And sack, they're they're sixteenth. So yeah, I mean, statistically, it's, this team is not doing well at keeping teams out of their backfield.
0: Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't have an overwhelming offense in any sense of the word. And now they just lost their their starting quarterback. I, I don't see why they would be favored over this Ravens team. Like I know they're at home, but is so so is is. Does Vegas see EJ Manuel and Joe Flacco as kind of like even? Is that wrong?
1: Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> you you have an interesting point. Um, I, I guess so, man. Cause like I'm gonna look up what the lookout, what the lookout, uh, fill some space. Yeah. Uh, talk I'll, about talk about the greatness of EJ Manuel and Jimbo Fisher. Oh,
0: you know, I'm gonna tell the story. of This dude, I had this Trump bot in my mentions today and he – so I just tweeted out this, this little clip because I was, I was going back and watching uh, – so, like, if you look on Pro Football Reference and you, you can sort through the Gameplay Finder, and I was just looking at all, the, like, the tackle for losses and sacks that the Broncos had versus the uh, the Raiders because, you know, they're I think they're number two in the league in terms of tackle for loss percentage on defense. So I, I, I was watching this sack that uh, Von Miller had on the right tackle. And Derek Wolf just held the hell out of the right tackle. I mean, like, I don't know how he didn't get called for this, but he, he he literally gave Von Miller a clean pass untouched to EJ Manuel. So I just tweeted out, Derek Wolf with the egregious hold on the right tackle. How does not get called? Then I have some dude in my mentions called, I think, Trumper Bob. And he says, his response is, what I think is funny is the Raiders are not blocking. And he let that guy pass him. He didn't even try to block him. The Raiders are racist. I was like, yo what because he because he thinks that they're not blocking for EJ Manuel because Derek Carr stood for the national anthem last week and all the Raiders offensive linemen sat down so now he's sitting here saying that EJ Manuel's is Derek Carr and the whole didn't happen because the Raiders offensive line is racist allowing Derek Carr to get sacked even though it wasn't Derek Carr it was EJ Manuel. and then he just started blowing up my mentions with how any black person that kneels for the anthem is in turn racist.
1: Uh, and that's I yeah, think. I mean, he, 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 he might've been a Raiders fan. And if I've know any Raiders fans, uh, the mental gymnastics that they did when, when, uh, Derek Carr signed that contract, that, that kind of speaks to that. Um, ESPN chalk had uh CG technology, uh, before the year opened this line at four and a half, and it's down to two and a half now, and a point is about 15 yards when you're looking at gambling stuff. So the difference between E.J. Manuel passing the football and Derek Carr passing the football in the in the eyes of Vegas is the difference about 30 yards. Hmm. So that's – they basically are – not only are they saying like Joe Flacco is basically the same as E.J. Manuel, they're basically saying, you know, Derek Carr, E.J. Manuel, not that fucking different.
0: Oof, that's – I really hope – Look, if any Brady fans are listening to that, Justin said that. That was not me. I did not say that Derek Carr and E.J. Mano are not that different.
1: I I didn't say that either. Vegas said that. You should go take your money and go throw that at the city that is now hosting your team because they don't think very much of your quarterback. I'm not saying it. They said it. You don't have to get mad at me. All
0: right. uh, Next game, Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are a one-point favorite over the Seahawks in a surprising twist of 2017 being drunk as hell, uh, but what what do you what, what do you have on this game? Well, actually, I see you have the Rams uh, minus one over the Seahawks. What what makes you think that they are you think they're that legit that they can come in and beat the Seahawks?
1: I mean, they have they have probably the second best passing offense in the league right now behind the New England Patriots. Um, and when you look at the Seahawks, the Seahawks are just outright terrible. I mean, even their you really don't think about it that way, but the Seahawks' run defense is bad this year even. And, like, when the team wants to run the ball as often as they do with uh, with uh, Todd Gurley, that's pretty bad. So a tackle for loss percentage, they're 29th in yards per carry beyond the line of scrimmage on positive runs, right? They're 28th. Like, the Seahawks are fucking horrible in run, in, uh, run defense. So I don't know, man. This is just not a good team going against a team that – or a team – I should say this – a team that seems to be cooling off in terms of what tier of football they're playing to uh going against a team that is heating up and their rivals and one of them has played the same style of football for basically the last what better part of a decade and the other team is completely new um there was the stat on what was it sunday night football where it was the seahawks on grass and on turf basically and how drastically different they play when they're on grass i feel like the call seems probably grass right yeah I feel like the Coliseum is grass because it's like just trashed every single game, and I assume that that's because uh, USC and the Rams are playing at the same time.
0: Yep, I'm trying to see and trying to see when the last time Washington played Seattle to see if we have any tips of how McVay might perform against uh, against the Seahawks, but that was that was pretty far away. Uh, They played against Atlanta, who runs like the same style defense in 2015. They lost 25 to 19 in overtime. I remember that game. Robert Alfred had a pick six to ice it. But yeah, this is kind of uncharted territories for both teams. Uh, And I feel like that in a situation like this, where you have that much offensive firepower coming against defense, that's kind of struggling right now i do not now I think about it and talk about it out a little bit. I actually like that that one. and we know Aaron Donald he's gonna wreck shit like he always does versus Seahawks.
1: Yeah, and I mean well one, yeah and like if if Robert Quinn's ever gonna have a give right game it's gonna be this week, uh, Michael Brockers is doing fine for himself too. Uh, so like w- let's think about this like the f- what was it? Uh, I'm trying to think the 49ers, right? So, like, the, the Seahawks scored, like, 12 points against the 49ers, and then the Rams dropped 41 on them, the, like, very next week. Yeah. Like, if, if we're just juxtaposing these offenses against each other, I feel like that's a pretty strong one right there.
0: Yep. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it's just amazing, the turnaround that they've – I mean, th- th- this has to be one of the best turnarounds of all time on offense.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's – like, Jared Goff legitimately, that was probably the worst offense that I've ever seen because the quarterback couldn't find a blitz and the receivers couldn't separate and the run game couldn't sustain through a fucking run blitz, right? And then now you look at him and it's like all that infu- – like, I, I feel like people talk about that offensive line a lot, but that receiver infusion is like the biggest deal there because Sammy Watkins – like, you have to be afraid of Sammy Watkins. You can't just play him in man coverage now because that might be a touchdown. That's fucking huge, and that's something that teams like Cleveland just do not have at all.
0: Yep. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, the Rams minus one with you. And uh, I'm, I'm actually going to tease these last two games together. Uh, so we have the Green Bay You're Packers. a coward. Yeah, You're I, a coward. I, I am a coward. So what? Uh, the Green Bay <laughs> Packers at the uh, Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And the Sunday night game, or is this the Monday
1: night game? Uh, Kansas City is the Monday night game. Okay. Uh,
0: I don't think that's right.
1: Is it not? Oh, no, no, no. It's the Sunday night game. Uh, Minnesota and Chicago is the Monday night game, but there's no line for it because no one knows who's going to start for Minnesota. Spoiler alert. It's probably Case Keenum again.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to go with – so we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the uh, Houston Texans and the – the, the Texans are a one-point favorite at home? Yeah, they're a one-point dog. They're a one-point dog at home? Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, – I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I see what you put down here. Yeah, you read my mind. So I'm going to tease uh, the Packers down to 8.5 and then the Texans down to 7.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Green Bay plus 2.5. Um, I got all of the DMs from all of the the Cowboys fans this week. Uh, Shouts to Marcus Mosher, who is just full on, just does not believe in the Cowboys at all. Cowboys fans are completely off the bandwagon. Um, When you look at home field advantage and things of that nature, the Dallas Cowboys have, like, the lowest in the past decade, I want to say. Like, I think they have one more road win than they do home wins. And they're the only team that's won more on the road than they have at home uh, in the league in the last decade. So, like, really, like, this might end up being, like, half Packers fans, right? Right. That's kind of what happens with these Dallas games. Like people travel to them. I just really don't like Green Bay's coming off of all that extra rest, and they're getting guys that are healthy, and they're a three and one team already. I just feel like this Packers team is probably better. Um, this Packers team's obviously beaten this Cowboys team before. I mean, Dak Prescott got them once in the regular season. Other than that, I can't remember another big Cowboys win in recent history with like the construction of like the Jason Garrett, you know, led team. Um, so I'm going to go with Green Bay on that one plus one plus two and a half. And then Kansas city. I mean, they're a one point, uh, they're a one point favorite on the road and they're the best team in football. So I'm just going to go ahead and take them. There are plenty of teams that are so like, basically like the jets, Cleveland is the same way that Vegas is looking at Kansas city, Houston. That's fucking ridiculous to me.
0: Yep. Uh, so you want to run through these picks one time before we, uh, shut us down.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, so Thursday night, New England at Tampa. I am taking the uh, Patriots by five and a half. Uh, you are taking Tampa Bay as a five and a half point underdog. You are going to lose money on that one. Arizona at Philadelphia. I am teasing Philadelphia, basically down to pick 'em with the Los Angeles Chargers plus nine and a half. You are taking Philadelphia plus or minus six and a half. Uh, Buffalo at Cincinnati. We're on the same wave- wavelength here. Uh, Buffalo plus three. This is a better team. Um, there's no reason why this should be a three-point line when Buffalo is clearly a better team. They're four and zero against spread and they're an underdog. Absolutely ridiculous. Tennessee on Miami. There's no line for that. Carolina at Detroit. We're on opposite sides of a two-point line on that one. So I'm taking Detroit minus two. You're taking Carolina plus two. I just I don't know. I'm glad that this game is happening so we like do not have to think about the other the team that loses for like another two three weeks at least. Um, Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. I'm taking Pittsburgh minus eight and a half. Um, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars against the number one pass defense in, the, in uh, the NFL, so that that's a pretty easy one. You're taking under, and you're you're taking under 50, which you're teasing with the Jets plus seven. Uh, that's our next game. I'm taking the Jets plus one. They're at Cleveland. There's no reason why Cleveland, a team that has gone one and 22 in the last 23 games and is systematically failing on offense and can only make tackles in the backfield on defense, um, why they should be favored at all. Los Angeles Chargers at the New York Giants. We are both teasing this game down to uh, Chargers plus 9.5. I'm teasing with the Eagles, like I said. Eagles a pick them, and you are teasing it to with uh, the San Francisco 49ers plus, plus 8, which is the next game. Um, DePort Anthony Lynn. Buffalo got better without him. Los Angeles got worse with him. It's amazing. Uh, San Francisco at Indianapolis. I'm taking San Francisco plus 2. Like uh, like I said, you're teasing that with the Chargers. So San Francisco plus eight, Chargers plus nine and a half, Seattle at Los Angeles Rams. We're both taking the Rams minus one. Uh, they just might just be the better team, to be totally honest. And that I think they're plus four hundred to win like the NFC West right now, which is absolutely ridiculous. I think it's the same as the uh, Arizona Cardinals. There's no reason why they need to be the same level as the Arizona Cardinals when the Cardinals are just they're polar opposites on the offensive side of the ball. The Rams are second best. Cardinals are basically – you could swap them with the with the uh, Cleveland Browns and you wouldn't notice a thing. Uh, the Green Bay Packers at Dallas, I'm taking Green Bay plus two and a half. You're teasing Green Bay plus eight and a half with the Houston Texans plus seven. I'm just taking Kansas City minus one in the Kansas City at Houston game. They're the number one team in the NFL and they're only a one-point favorite. Uh, and then the uh, Monday night game that you absolutely don't need to watch – which is going to, it's going to be uh, Case Keenum against Mitch Trubisky, which is a warm-up for next week's Monday night game, which might be Matt Castle against, uh, who is it? Jacoby Brissett.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, bad primetime games, baby. Like, the schedule makers put all of the Colts' games on primetime. Well, I mean, they could have been interesting if Luck
0: was healthy, but he's not, so no one gives a crap about them.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, what should we tell people? Uh, catch up on... Everything that we've written, I mean, the update is out. Charles, are you running to call him this week?
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, I, just, I put up a poll on Twitter, and people want to read a breakdown of uh, Deshaun Watson's game versus uh, the Texans. So I'll, I'll get cracking on that before the Thursday night game. And uh, Deshaun Watson against the Texans. I mean, against the Titans. Excuse me. It's late. I'm tired. There you go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely check out whenever... Uh, Ryan Kieran posts his uh, offensive run win percentage. And when our pal Hurricane David posts, uh, he posts like some pretty cool film breakdowns based on rookie quarterback so far. So you you definitely want to check those out. Uh, So, yeah, that's all we got going so far. That's going to conclude episode 52 of Setting the Edge. We'll be back on Friday with episode 53 with hopefully a fun guest to talk to about the first
1: quarter of the season. Adios. Go cheese.